0: This is the Data Privacy Detective. It's 2023, a new year, and we're going to look at the country of India, soon to be the world's most populous country, uh, and as large countries go, probably the fastest growing country in the world right now, major tech sector, and a lot to discuss. And we're going to focus on a new digital personal data protection bill pending in India with my good friend and guest today, Stephen Mathias. Stephen, thank you for joining us again.
1: Hi, Hi, Joe. Um, Thank you for having me and uh, looking forward to our discussion today.
0: You're the co-chair of the technology law practice at Kochar and Company uh, uh, in the Bangalore office you are. And Kochar is uh, one of the largest uh, law firms in India, seven offices in India one in Dubai, and two other uh, overseas offices. So a very substantial law firm advising Indian and foreign companies uh, on all sorts of matters. And you've been following very closely the Indian Parliament's uh, approach to data privacy. We, we last podcasted together, oh goodness, uh, maybe a year ago, and there was a, a bill that many people thought would pass, and it didn't. It got withdrawn. There were comments uh, from businesses and people and associations. And now we have a new pending pending bill. So, Stephen, tell us in a general sense, uh, how does this bill differ from the prior bill and uh, it differ from, uh, say, approaches that uh, the European Union has taken to data privacy? What, what are the essential aspects of this new bill proposed by the Modi government?
1: Yes so this uh, is actually a new uh, version of the bill we've had uh, three drafts in the past which were essentially changes to the original draft and that draft was very much modeled on uh, you know GDPR this is a far simpler draft it's a, it's as i said a new one it does away with a lot of what you would typically you know see in gdpr it's it's fairly simple it's a much shorter draft uh, bill and essentially the government's thinking here was that when they withdrew the previous draft they they felt that the it was a bit of an overkill for the indian industry particularly for uh, you know the startup community and smaller indian businesses and so the idea was to come up with a with a more simple version that uh, is easier to understand and easier to implement. And that's pretty much what they have done with this draft.
0: Right, we see, so there are different terms, for example, instead of data subject in the, uh, we have what data principle, is that right? And instead of controller, we have the idea of a data fiduciary, we have terms. But some of these are, are very recognizable throughout the world. But you're saying this is really a very different bill from what had been uh, drafted and circulated a year ago, much simpler. Is that the, the basic uh, point listeners should understand?
1: Yes, that's right. So it uh, the previous bill was very much uh, you know modeled on GDPR, though in, in some ways actually probably stricter than GDPR. Uh, this one do, does away with a lot of the GDPR type requirements. So... Provisions on, say, data portability, privacy by design, uh, requirements to, you know, in, to provide records of processing. Uh, all of that is missing from what you would see in a typical GDPR-type law. There's no distinction between personal data and sensitive personal data. And then the big one, uh, which was was also an issue, in the previous draft is: uh, is there really a proper legitimate interest type? Uh, provision in this law, so it's very much a, a kind of a light touch approach to um, to data privacy, and it's it's kind of different in the sense that you know the first wave of data privacy like legislation was very consent based. The second wave is kind of uh, based on GDPR, and this is almost like a like a you know like a third way uh, that uh, India seems to
0: have adopted. Very different and, and very consistent with Indian history. Uh, uh, I mean, the government of India for decades uh, since independence has taken a. Some people call it a middle way. I think that's different, but it's it's an Indian way that reflects the specifics of India. Very large population. I think you've told me uh, you've educated me before. India has a huge unorganized. Uh, uh, sector, and, and certainly an enormous small and mid-sized enterprise sector. And I think what you're saying is the simpler version responded uh, to that Indian reality. Is that important for us to understand?
1: That's right. So when uh, India you know, started down this road of developing a data privacy law, I was really concerned that we would end up with a GDPR type law and i just felt india's a country with a fairly low level of compliance with uh, privacy standards uh, both in private sector as well as in uh, uh, you know in the government and um, in addition to that we have a very large unorganized sector we have large uh, you know small and medium enterprise uh, uh, compared to the overall industry And so for all of them to comply with a GDPR uh, level uh, privacy law would be very tough. And so I was really um, felt that uh, a simpler uh, law would be actually better. I actually have this idea, uh, which applies not just to India, but I think it's worth considering uh, internationally as well, which is that you draft a light touch uh, legislation. And you include the basic principles in the legislation, but you leave the nitty-gritty of the law to delegated legislation that can be developed slowly by the Data Protection Authority and also developed alongside changes in law, changes in trends, changes in the way people view personal data and how it should be handled and, and so on. Um, and after all, if you look at some particular areas of law, like say banking, securities law, telecom, and so on, most of the law is in delegated legislation. It's not in the statute. And so well, I think this it, is a, you know, a Stephen, if, uh,
0: if I may interrupt, that, 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 that's a very important point you've just made. I mean, India, for example, now has a digital rupee. Uh, I understand there's a biometric-based identity card. That exist. So these, but these are developments uh, that didn't exist ten years ago. And to have, you know, a very rigid, rather relatively rigid law passed by the legislature will be out of date uh, as uh, as things evolve. I think that's uh, is that part of your point.
1: Yes, that's right. It is part of my point uh, when you look at it from an international perspective, but particularly so from an Indian perspective because the, uh, you, you know the um. Uh, the the landscape is so different in India.
0: And of course, it's uh, for anyone who's been to any of the major cities in India. You know, smaller cities in India are larger than any of the large cities in the United States. But uh, there are a lot of people. I, I, let me let me ask a provocative question of you. Know, should should the world view India as kind of a zero privacy country, where privacy really is all not uh, irrelevant completely, but somewhat? Uh, Less important than in other countries. How do you view that?
1: Well, let's divide that into two parts. Really, we have the government, and you have the private sector. I think in the government, uh, there there hasn't been much awareness of uh, data privacy for uh, for decades, and uh, the idea that you put uh, you know personal f- information of individuals out in the public domain is is quite um, uh, common in India over decades, and uh, perhaps that's changing now. But that's been the case uh, for a long time. In the private sector, uh, there's never been a need to, uh, you know, comply with data privacy standards because we don't have legislation here. But of course, if you look at the big uh, corporations, then you know they do business all over the world, and you know. Uh, global standards of how you do business, uh, you know, is something that's important to them. So obviously, they do have privacy policies, and they do uh, comply with, uh, you know, at least basic privacy standards. So it's kind of a, a, a mixed bag when you look
0: at India. Right. And uh, take take uh, let, Let's talk a bit about data localization. The prior law and a lot of the reading one did on India until this new bill came out was that India would might join Russia and China and some of the other countries that are really trying to localize data, make it very difficult to gather, collect, and process data about their citizenry outside of the country, as though data has borders. It's hard to imagine ones and zeros having borders, but that we call that the data localization approach. What do we see in this new law, this pending bill?
1: So this seems to be a departure from the recent past in the sense that the bill doesn't talk about data localization at all. And uh, the impression I get is that they they don't intend to kind of bring it in through the back door. And uh, the law will stand without data localization provisions. Of course, there are provisions relating to data transfer. And those are kind of simplistically written that, you know, data will be Can be transferred to countries that are recognized by the government. So, you know, um, other modes like SECs and intergroup transfers and so on are not contemplated by the law. So, this is uh, kind of different from the past, where in the last few years we've seen instances in sectoral regulation where uh, the government has brought in data localization. You see that in the government's cloud policy. You see that in payments and banking and insurance and telecom uh, and so on. But there's another aspect which is uh, quite interesting, which is the government has talked about a concept called data sovereignty. And essentially what they're saying here is that the data of Indian citizens belongs to us. And why should uh, you know foreign companies benefit from that data? Why should foreign companies uh, keep the data outside India? Uh, And that took the form, uh, you know, it was partly drove uh, um, a movement towards regulating non personal data. So they came out uh, with a report on that. And I think we had a
0: discussion too on that subject. Right. Intellectual property uh, certainly is part of any country's concern, absolutely but in, in in the law you mentioned uh, data transfer provisions but I, I take it they're they're not spelled out for example uh, does the indian pending bill have a a, pr- a provision where you another country has to be adequate to the, you know the kind of eu approach and one off uh, type of decision about every country in the world or how, how do you foresee the uh, the government saying uh, that another country uh, can have uh, data transfers
1: so it's uh, fairly simplistically written. It just says that the government uh, will, after assessment of uh, various factors, notify countries or territories outside India to which uh, you know, a data fiduciary may transfer personal data. And it, it leaves it at that. And it doesn't uh, really deal with other methods of uh, transferring data to a country which may not be notified, for example. So I think, uh, you know, this is a, a, the, the thing with a simplistic draft is that you you sometimes tend to leave out a lot of detail and you've got to kind of, uh, you know, find a right balance between being simplistic and, and covering essential detail. So I'm hopeful that, you know, after the feedback, when the next draft comes out, they will cover other modes of uh, transfer of person data out of India
0: but so we're talking in January 2023 there the uh when what's the expectation after the feedback i think the uh, comment period ends January 2 of 2023 And of course it might get extended again see what happens but when when can one expect to see a, uh, a a final draft bill voted on in india
1: so i've heard some you know conflicting uh, you know uh, feedback from within the government. Uh, I think, uh, I you know, one one thing that I have heard is there's been some frustration over the fact that, you know, the first bill came out in 2018. We are now at the end of 2022 and uh, the law is still not passed. So I think the, the current minister is on a, a mission to get this law passed, along with two other laws, actually. One being a Digital uh, India Act, And the other one being um, relating to a new telecom statute, that draft has already been released. So I think, uh, you know, definitely during 2023, it will get passed. My sense earlier was that it would happen, in fact, during the the next parliamentary session, the budget session from February to April 2023. But I think it could get pushed uh, to later in the year. I very much doubt it would go beyond 2023.
0: It's time for the government uh, to to get a bill through. Uh, It's been a long time, and uh, good bills can be that way. Uh, Let me go back uh, as we uh, close here to your concept of sort of light-touch privacy laws, very different from the GDPR approach. Uh, uh, Very comprehensive, very detailed, and maybe that reflects... a, a civil law, continental Europe approach to things, whereas India, like the United States, inherited a common law system, a think way of thinking about law from the United Kingdom. Of course, as we each became independent of the United Kingdom, I, I think your recommendation would be that's a better approach in India, and perhaps in many other countries should think of the same. Uh, then delegating to a DPA, Data Protection Authority, and in the bill we have one called the Data Protection Board of India. Is that what uh, we, we probably can expect from India and might be a real uh, different way, a a third way from no regulation and the strict GDPR approach that other countries might consider?
1: So actually my, uh, that's more uh, the idea which I have and the approach which I think should be the future of uh, you know data privacy regulation the government has given itself the power to make rules the the data protection board of india from the um, the powers that it has appears to be mostly an enforcement agency which is unfortunate oh, okay. yeah um and really when you give the powers to, to yourself to make rules in order to Carry forward the provisions of the law. You can only carry forward what's uh, you know mentioned in the law. So the law doesn't cover.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So the law doesn't cover, say, data. You know, uh, portability or privacy by design. Then the question uh, arises as to whether the government has the power to you know pass rules to cover that. So I, you know, one of my, um, you know. criticisms of the bill is that the government should actually increase its powers to uh, engage in delegated legislation. But I really do think you uh, what they should do is they should assign that power to the Data Protection Board of India or, you know, basically India's DPA, because I think that's a specialized authority, hopefully with specialized uh, skills and knowledge and they would be in a much better position to build the law uh, over time rather than bureaucrats sitting in a government.
0: And of course, the parliament uh, could give, <clears throat> give the principles on which uh, uh, regulations can be issued, but that, that would be the approach more fitting uh, in your view. That's right. Yeah. Well, a lot to talk about, Stephen. There's a lot in the law. We'll see what the next... Uh, uh, round of the draft looks like, but it's probably going to be much more like this than what we saw a year ago in India. And a very different approach for the world to consider. Any concluding uh, uh, remarks, Stephen, on uh, on this wonderful discussion?
1: Well, I think it's, uh, it's great that the government has uh, opted for a simple uh, law. It has come in for criticism by many people. But for me, as a practitioner, uh, who who really sees the implications of you know a law and how it applies to uh, the way you deal with uh, personal data? I feel a law like this makes a lot more sense uh, for India, and I do hope it will uh, you know it will be improved upon, it'll be corrected,
0: but finally this this draft law will uh, actually go through. Well, Stephen, thanks as always. We'll be back after the law passes and figure out what. What really happened in, in a few months of 2023, if, if your prediction, what you're hearing is correct? Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, I'll remind our listeners, protecting your personal data begins with you.